0: I am super thankful um, for for that time of singing. Um, man, it is beautiful to praise God. Uh, I, I'm in a weird spot where, like, when we go into class on a, uh, I say I'm in a weird spot, like, anyone who, who teaches is in a weird spot. Where if you're going into a class, like, or, or teaching a lesson, like, before uh, singing begins or something like that, uh, it's, it's really inspired to, like, sit there and sing songs, like, Think like, man, this just fits perfectly into the lesson. Um, here's what I hope uh, that that we can do is once we finish this lesson, Like, I think for me personally, this has been like a really great study. Um, and so I hope that, that you guys can benefit from it. I would love to, to start with a prayer um, before we get rolling you guys so much. So let's pray together. Father God, we are so thankful for today. Thank you for letting us be in this room right now. Um, Lord, we ask that you please bless our study. Uh, Lord, please help us to fall deeper in love with you, deeper in love with your Word, um, and seek to serve you every single day. Uh, please open our hearts uh, to this message. We love you so much, Father. In your Son's in most holy name, we pray. Amen. All right, if you want to go ahead and open up your Bibles to Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. Uh, we're going to be in Romans chapter one today. I've said it forty times. Um, over the next two weeks, if you guys don't know this, last week we started studying Romans um, and uh, we're continuing that study of Romans. Now, I, my goal was not to go like super slow through Romans. Here's the problem, is that when you get to like the start of Romans chapter 1, it's like I, I was uh, very excited. I wrote down, I was like, oh man, I'm so excited for this lesson. Started writing this lesson and, uh, and, and got through two verses and I was like, oh no, my lessons done. Like I have, like we could either. So there was a few options. One, either have a really weak, lame lesson that was going to cover all of it and it was going to be uh, pathetic. Um, two, it was going to be to have like a four-hour lesson. Or no, just kidding. It, was, it would have been like an hour and a half lesson and and cover all of it uh, in one setting, or split it into two classes. The only logical option: split it to two classes. Um, and so we're. Exci- I'm excited because. Uh, this week we're going to look at, if you have your Bibles up in Romans 1, you see like maybe headings, the righteous soul, a bit of faith, and then like God's wrath on unrighteousness. We're going to get to sit here and look at this um, beautiful thing that is uh, going from the beauty of God and then like His wrath and like how to avoid uh, receiving that wrath, uh, which is a very fascinating topic. Um, and tonight, and, and I said it, um, and I asked it in prayer, I hope that you soften your heart uh, as what we're about to talk to, um, like I said, for me, this was something that, that I needed personally, um, so I encourage you, if you're someone who normally is gonna, like, check scores on a game, or there's, like, very few sports happening right now that mean anything, um, but like, check score on a game, text someone, send someone a Snapchat, uh, <laughs> I doubt you can watch TikTok in class, um, although, don't try to pull it off. Um, but you know, whatever it might be, um, whether it's talking to a neighbor, I would say like, avoid doing that if It's all possible. Uh, weird. I was sitting next to two other youth ministers at this youth minister retreat and, uh, and I was like trying to dig in. Like this guy was speaking like beautiful, like Jesus in the old Testament. Okay. It was incredible. And I'm like sitting there soaking in and these two loser youth ministers are next to me just the entire time. Like you can't even hear what they're talking about. Um, so don't do that to the person next to you. Um, They will be angry like I was. Uh, um, So there's that. I'm excited for this. Um, But we're in Romans chapter one. We're going to spend most of our time in a couple of verses. We'll hop around a little bit to kind of bring out and and illustrate our point the best possible. But we're going to start in verse 16. This is where we are. It says, and you guys have... A lot of you have probably heard this verse before. It says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek." You guys have heard this verse uh, probably thrown out there. This is like a, a a verse that is when you say Romans, like I'm not ashamed of the gospel, right? For in it, it is in this is verse 17. For in it righteousness of God is revealed from faith, for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. He starts out in this. So he, he has this huge introduction to the Romans. Hey, look, I'd love to come to you. Last week we talked about um, some ideas of like his attitudes towards uh, evangelizing to the Romans. Uh, he starts out into the meat of his letter. And he's going to say, I'm coming to you. I want to evangelize. Why? Because I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, uh, you guys... might have heard many, many classes on this. You might have heard many lessons on this. Um, I would love for us to break this down in some different ways uh, tonight. So uh, I want to start out, we're going to have this phrase like not ashamed of the gospel. What I want us to do is normally I know on Wednesday nights, I'm going to sit up here and lecture a lot of times. My question is, I want to kind of have some interaction. Um, I want us to, as a group, define gospel. All right. So when we say gospel, what are we talking about here? find gospel good news. good news like four of you said it what else anything else the first, four books of the, new testament. the first four books of the new testament that's good right story of jesus what else other ways that we define the gospel yeah the teaching or revelation of christ the teaching and revelation of christ that's Dude, you brought in like the revelation word. I, I would feel good about myself. How are you right now? That's, that's pretty good. Um, There's some big words. Um, am I sure what it means? No, just kidding. I think you, like that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people use it now, just like the Bible in general. Yeah. So the hey, look here's the Bible. Here it is. Yeah, the Gospel. Absolutely. What else? Teachings of Christ. Teachings of Christ. Yes, absolutely. I think. I thought I saw a hand go up. Um, here, here's the thing. Is uh, we just gave a lot of answers, right? Uh, I think that these are all great answers. Uh, obviously, like, well, I just said good news. You know, the first four books. Um, the Revelation of Christ. Uh, all these different things that we said. And, and those are all uh, accurate things. But, I don't know if you guys noticed this. But in verse 16, um, he actually is going to uh, define, uh, he's actually going to define the word gospel. He says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is. Okay. So he's going to give us the definition here. He says, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. This is really powerful because I almost fear. And and by definition, we, we gave a lot of great answers to the gospel, right? Good news, uh, things about like stories about Jesus. All wonderful, great answers, but I'm nervous that what we have done, over the course of time of like, like, uh, saying like, yes, this is the gospel, uh, the good news, that we have vastly like undervalued what the gospel is, because what Paul is going to say in writing Romans, he's going to say is the power of God for salvation. This is a cool concept. See, Paul is going to uh, not, it, it, he was just like, you know what, this is some good news. Is he going to be willing to, um, what we think, lose his head over some, some great news that's taking place or over some stories that are being told? Now, here's, uh, we're going to get a little bit in depth tonight. So I, I hope that you're like, you're thinking hats on um, as we kind of get into this, because I think that there's some really cool stuff. I hope that you can follow this. Uh, because I think if we can like fully grasp it, um, it's really cool. We're going to back up to verse 1 of this passage. Now, someone, if you don't mind, uh, read for me verse 1 of Romans chapter 1. Verse 1 of Romans 1, what's it say? Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. All right. Once again, we see this this word gospel used. We see it in verse 16. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. What is it? The power of salvation, the power of God for salvation. Um, Exactly. And then in verse one, he's going to start out this letter by saying, oh, by the way, uh, I am called to be an apostle set apart for one reason, the gospel of God. Now, um, and, and like I said, stick with me. I hope it'll make sense here in a minute. When we normally hear the start of verse 16, um, for I am not ashamed, what normally follows? Does that make sense? Like, for I am not ashamed, what comes after that? If you're reciting it from memory? Of the gospel of Christ, Christ, right? This is how I've memorized it uh, for the entirety of my eternity. Now, here's here's where it's all going to start to come together. the uh, it brings up the gospel of God. Now we get to Romans chapter one verse one, and and like I said, it's it's kind of cheesy, but and not cheesy. I looked at the Greek Bible um, because I, I was like I'm very interested in this today. Uh, like I said, it's just so exciting. the The word for Greek um, is theo or theo. I'm not a Greek scholar, um, but the interesting thing about this is that this word means the Almighty God, Creator of all things. Now. You don't have to, like, memorize the Greek word. It doesn't matter that much. Just know that when it says God, it's the Almighty God, the creator of all things. We get to Romans 1.16, where once again it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is, in, in the ESV, and some translations you'll have, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Now, uh, how many of you, if you're reading, uh, have like it says like i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ like who has that entire phrase in their bibles? So several of you probably are going to um That was very much a, a translation here is the interesting and i'm not uh, Taking anything away from that. I think that there's a lot of, of beauty in that It's interesting though when you go back and you read the greek uh, The greek verse that was originally written Um and it does not include the phrase gospel of Christ. Now, if you go back and look at the King James, they're going to include the Greek word Christo, which could have been pulled in um, from other works. But the original Greek stops at this thing. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And the only deity that is going to be brought up. And, and this is kind of cool. The only deity that is going to be brought up in this is it, it, the only deity who is going to get brought up in this is God uh, in verse uh, in verse 17. Um, or in verse 16 right here, where it says the power of God. And that verse that's the only deity that is brought up in the original Greek. So, so no Jesus uh, is necessarily brought up. I think this is done very intentionally by Paul when he's writing this. I, I know this is like, I hope you're able to follow this because I think... This is super cool. Um, and stop me if you're like, we need to go through that again. Because it's not making sense. But here I think is the, is the coolest thing about this. I think Paul intentionally writes this. Uh, and, and, and leaves off uh, Christo, or the, or the Greek uh, form of Christ. Because when he says that for deity, it's the creator of the universe. We are 100% including God, the three in this moment. He says the gospel of God in verse 1. He says here that the deity he mentions is God, and it's the word that is going to talk about the all-powerful creator of the universe. And he's going to reference this as, as all three, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So this, this moment in Romans 1.16 is not just sitting here saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He's sitting here and he's saying, oh, by the way, I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Father. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Son. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Spirit. Every single one of them is playing a part in my life. And that's why I'm not ashamed of who they are. This is a beautiful thing. Because I think that sometimes we can sit there and, and and we can get caught up and we can just maybe say like, yeah, I follow God or or or. You know, I was baptized um, into the name of Jesus and all that stuff is accurate. But there's beauty in saying, am I ready for the gospel of the Spirit, the Father, and the Son, all three of them as one? Because when you think about all three of them being brought up in this moment as the same instance, and Paul says, I'm not ashamed of it. There is huge power in that. And the power of the gospel is going to be huge now on this slide i put the gospels for everyone you guys have heard this uh phrase before um and and i wanted to kind of uh think about this with you guys for just a moment if you had to sit there uh and, and say like okay the gospel is for everyone i've heard this a thousand times what are ways that you would seek to use the gospel in everyday life what are ways that you would seek to use the gospel in everyday life? Hope we're following. Don't worry, if, if you're like why well, I feel like we're bouncing around. We'll we'll get it all back together in a little bit. What are ways that, that you guys uh, would seek to use the gospel in everyday life? I can move out of the way. I feel like this TV is taller than my hand now. Anything? Any brilliant ideas? Maybe hey, have you used the gospel this week? In your life, um, like you use the assurance of your salvation as motivation to not be ashamed. Yeah, great answer. Great answer. What else? What are other ways that we're going to use uh, the gospel um, in our day-to-day life? Seek to use. I, oh, I didn't put it on the screen. Seek to use the gospel in everyday life. That's what I wrote down. Nathan, what are you thinking? Um I mean you can share it with people who just by telling them. Yeah. About. Pretty basic. Mean, yeah. Like hey, by the way, uh Jesus and, and God and the Spirit or Jesus the Father and the Spirit can be prevalent in your life. That's a great one. Yeah. You can tell them about it. Inform them of the the um, power of God and the salvation for everyone. Yeah, that's a good one. What else? What other ways you can share the gospel? Seek to sh- use the gospel in everyday life. I'm interested. This is, this is like crucial, guys. What are ways that we can seek to use the gospel? Don't get distracted easily. Yeah. Right. Have, like keep constantly reminding yourself. I guess they're having things that will remind you. Yeah. What? What do you? When you say remind you, like, what are they reminding you of? Well, I just. I mean, like, the blessings that we have just remind you like where they come from, and don't get so caught up in everything going on or yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other ideas? Right answers so far. No, I like to add. I have a friend, and he always is like. He's not really. He's supposed to be like, like critique the Christian faith, and he go, "He goes to our school," but he really has like all these questions about like, "Well, why does the Bible say this? What kind of contradicts this up here?" But like, I feel like if we kind of knew like, knew it more and thoroughly, more to like the sense in that. Like if he asked something, I would be like, "Oh, well, I can tell you exactly where it says that." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of people have questions, and when people ask me the questions, you know, I remember hearing that, but I have no idea what the Bible Yes. Yeah. So I feel That's like if we kind of memorized, maybe maybe just reading it would be a better answer. Yeah. Reading it would and knowing where things are. Yeah, I'll tell you. There's a guy. Um, does anyone know who Jerry Barber is? Uh, Jerry Barber. Jerry Barber is an interesting guy. He's like 87 years old, and he's incredible. Okay. Hilarious. Um, And he'll speak at a few events. um, But it's amazing to sit there and watch him. And someone will be like, So, how do I handle this situation in my life? And I'll be like, Well, let me just tell you. How's Matthew uh, chapter 18 handle it? It's like, Oh, that makes so much sense. It's like, Problem solved. And it's beautiful. I think you're right. A big way that we can share the gospel is like sitting there and and knowing it um, in our lives. Are there there any other ways that you guys feel like you could seek to use the gospel in everyday life? I was gonna say we could be confident in it and when people see us being like confident maybe that would be a good example yeah absolutely i think that's a great answer confidence in it um absolutely uh, that could be a, a lack like not being ashamed right that's um a great great way to to tie it back to the passage uh as we look at this idea and, and I, I hope that you're sitting there even if you're like not like Felt in something out loud, um, that you're sitting there thinking, like, how can I seek to use the gospel uh, in everyday life? See, here's the thing, is that, that Paul is not saying this in the context of, like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I like sitting in my house and like studying it, or I'm not ashamed of the gospel because, you know, I, I, I really like knowing how to worship on Sunday, or, or I'm not ashamed of the gospel because, you know, I, I know my stuff or, or anything like that, um, you know, whatever it might be, I think it's incredibly crucial that as we're sitting here and we're talking about this idea of saying, okay, the gospel is, is the power of God, right? The God, the three, father, son, spirit. It's going to be used in every part of our life. It's the gospel of the spirit who's ever present, who, who is, Going to be, and and don't let this language freak you out in the sense of like, you don't have control of who you are, but speaking through you throughout the day. And so when Paul writes that he is not ashamed of the gospel, it's because of this, the spirit of God living inside of him, who's going to, uh, and like I said, watch the language here. It's not me trying to sit here and say like, uh, that that we would sit here and, and like speak without consciousness of what we're saying but the, the, the Spirit of God living inside of us to try to live a godly life and he's going to sit here, and have the spirit of God living inside of him who gives him the power of God to have confidence and no shame. And it's cool because every single one of us has that as well if we put them on in baptism. The verse that we know so well, Acts 2:38, Peter replied, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and, and what? You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, that idea of the Spirit coming to you as a gift, and we don't study the Spirit often, but the Spirit is an um, incredibly beautiful individual. Uh, I, I, don't, I genuinely do not mean to be using um, like original language a lot. I actually consider... The, Fun to say so the uh the hebrew word for spirit is ruach which is so fun to say um, because that's like <laughs> in it um which is <laughs> like i can't you right uh, and so uh but it's this idea of ruach and and the language in it is this idea of wind you guys might have heard this maybe you've heard it um but it's this idea of wind and breath now i'm going to throw this question out to you guys um if you don't breathe do you survive Alright, let's We'll try No, just kidding. Um, Yes, that's a very obvious answer. You could all say no, because without breath, uh, we don't survive. What Acts 2.38 is indicating, what all these passages about the Spirit in us are indicating, what these passages about God as three are indicating are this idea that when you have Ruach, or or I don't need to keep on saying that word, but it's just joyful. Um, (laughs) When you have the Spirit living inside of you, He isn't just in you. He is your life. He, he is what allows you to live. He, he is carrying he is things throughout your body so that you can continue to live a life for the Father. And if our life is influenced by the Spirit, because we have we have put him on a baptism and we've received the gift of the Spirit. How does that change the way our life is going to be lived? See, because I think that we can sit there and say this phrase like, you know, you know, and we sit here and think about this idea and we talk about uh, the gospel is for everyone. It's not up there anymore. Um, I'm supposed to have. Yeah, there it is. Uh, you know, we talk about the gospels for everyone. We're like, well, how do we use the gospel in our day to day life? And it's like, um, well, I, and and. You know I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to use the Gospel in everyday life. Except for that the Gospel is the power of God for salvation. The power of God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit for our salvation that is flowing throughout our lives. And I wish we had time to develop the beauty of how our salvation is constant and present. And God is constantly forgiving and constantly uh, active in our lives. And, and what it ends up doing is it's this ever-presence in our lives. So we ask the question and say, okay, the gospel is for everyone. And that's, that's what it says. The salvation comes to everyone. The gospel is for everyone. For us to use this gospel message in an evangelical mission is a constant, active, present thing in our lives as we seek towards other people. So think about it. How have you let the Spirit live in you since your baptism? Have you let Him control your interactions with people at school? Have you let Him control the, the type of uh, words that you say to people? Have you let Him control uh, the, the, the way you treat people on social media? Have you let Him control... Um, the way you, you cheat on a test, which is kind of like a weird thing to say, isn't it? Because I, I don't know if he would necessarily like inspire you to cheat on a test. This language is uncomfortable to us. Because when we think about the Spirit being active in our lives, it almost challenges us to say, like, am I tossing him to waste? The Spirit is for everyone. The Father is for everyone. The Son is specifically for everyone in the salvation that comes through Him if they choose to follow the Son. It's a beautiful, beautiful concept. I want to stop. I, I don't ever do this because I, I feel very. I don't know, I just never do this. Are there any, like, questions that, like, like as we were just talking through that, you're like, I don't get it, I don't understand it, um, that we can, like, address? Is there anything? I'm going to be, like, 10 seconds for you to ask a question. If you're like, I don't want to ask a question right now, but you want to ask it later, I'd love to do so. I know this is a lot of, like, complicated stuff, um, and you might be like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying, really. Uh, but, okay, there's nothing. I know I don't offer questions a lot, so, like, that's probably a complicated, like, you're like, I think he's questions. Um, no, the questions are always available um, at any time, um, as long as I'm not asleep or, uh, yeah, pretty much. All right, so um, this is beautiful. And so, what ends up going on from this? And I hope that we've we've gathered this um, as a whole to understand uh, that when we talk about the gospel, it's not just a stale thing. It's not just a thing that is is existing it's not just the good news it's it's the power of God through salvation and it's every part of God acting in our life um, and what is so cool is that it reveals the righteousness of God to us uh, why is the righteousness of God it's anyways um, why is the righteousness of God crucial to being unashamed of the gospel of Christ I'm going to throw that one back at you guys. Why would the righteousness of God be crucial or key when it comes to being unashamed of the gospel of Christ? Because God is righteous, we can be unashamed of it. It was like unrighteous thing. We couldn't be. be. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of define define righteous for just a minute for me do what's right all the time every time I'll we'll never do what's wrong absolutely absolutely great call any any that was a great answer anything else add to that Thank you. Um, Drew, I think that's a great answer uh What? Anyway, uh, uh, like, I know that sound. What is that sound? Um, but we'll we'll pull it back in. Um, I don't know about you guys, uh, but do you have ever, anything that you ever like really enjoy that you're like ashamed of? Um, I'm gonna. Put this to a hand raise. I'm not even gonna make you like say like what you're ashamed of. Uh, like, does anyone have something like you secretly enjoy but like deep down inside you're like I'm kind of <laughs> but, Yes, I. Do. Uh, but like anything that you're like that you enjoy that you're like yeah I'm kind of ashamed but like I kind of enjoy it. I need a hand raise, please. Raise I'm looking around the room. Um, is anyone willing to share theirs? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and Max, Max is willing to share, I'm going to let Max share, uh, what, this is like, I'm so sorry, you don't have to share, this. I still though. watch High School Musical. Yes, yeah. Yeah. As, uh, that's not something I'm personally unashamed of, but I also <laughs> still enjoy, um, no, that's, that's great. Uh, I remember when I was in, like, high school and in early college, you guys would never know this, okay? Um, like now, like looking back, you would have met me in any of those times, you would have not known that I really enjoyed Disney parks. Was I still studying them all the time? Yeah. Was I still like enjoying them? Yeah. But like, was I ever telling anyone like, I really like going to Disney parks? No! No way. I was ashamed of it. And and in a way, I would sit there and say like, why is that? Well, the Walt Disney Company doesn't necessarily stand for a lot of great things. in in a lot of aspects of things and and so that's that's definitely valid also though like what type of high school guy wants to be known like you want to go see princesses like (laughs) like yes tiana is awesome okay um so like that's not necessarily something that that you necessarily are are like super in love with i would have never had like a mandalorian phone case during that time i'm like i want the most basic thing that all it does is protect my phone because i don't want to show anything about who i am uh you know like this idea of oh, I was ashamed of, like, these these little, like, nerdisms, if you want to call them, that I really enjoyed. Um, the thing is, is, like, there were definitely things, like, <laughs> that could I, people could have looked at and been like, yeah, that's a little bit odd in that guy. Like you brought up, Drew, with gods in general, there's absolutely nothing that we can look at him and say, yeah, there's a problem there. In a couple weeks, we're going to address the topic of homosexuality because it, it comes up in this scripture. And people can say, well, that's an issue with God. He, he is unloving towards those people. Well, is he really? You could sit there and, and address someone who, who is, who is uh, struggling with alcoholism because they're going through a tough time. Well, you know what? They, they're going through a tough time. Let them deal with it. God would say, well, don't do that. And you'd be like, God's, God's rude for that. Or is he? See, here's the thing is that God is never going to be wrong. He constantly is telling us that, that his uh, wisdom is so much greater, or his foolishness is greater than our wisdom. Um, and saying, stop trying to do these things. God is so righteous. The next thing uh, that comes by the way, I don't know if you noticed this. We're kind of just tracking through the verse right now, right? So verse 16, we'll reread it. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation, that everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek, verse 17, we just t- uh, studied this, uh, for in in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, okay? So we've gotten, gotten through this so far. Then we end, the righteous shall live by faith. Paul, uh, in this moment, you you might see, obviously it says, as it is written right there, Paul, who once again is conveying the importance of the the depth of the biblical knowledge to these people, is going to reference um, Habakkuk uh, 2, verse 4. And it's going to say, the righteous shall live by faith. If you wanted to turn to Habakkuk, you would see that and he encouraged us to have this living by faith mentality. Now, a uh, living by faith mentality is going to be an insanely challenging approach to your personal ministry. By the way, think about your life as a personal ministry to the people around you. I'm a youth minister. Well, think ministry not in the title. Think of it as a, you have a personal ministry to the people around you. So a living by faith mentality is going to be an insanely and challenging uh, approach to your ministry. And here's why. And I'm about to kind of walk back through the verses that we've studied so far to recap. and recap it. I'm going to go incredibly fast because I think we need to go fast through it. But recap it and show why this, the righteous shall live by faith is so prevalent and especially, we'll, we'll get more to it as we enter into god's wrath on unrighteousness next week but um if the lord wills but we're going to sit here and kind of go back through this he says i am not ashamed of the gospel he says i'm going to tell it everywhere i'm going it's going to be prevalent in everything i do paul why is it going to be prevalent in remember he's the one who's saying righteous serve live by faith um why paul are you going to not be ashamed he's going to say well it's the power of god through salvation, it's the, it's the most beautiful thing that we can't comprehend. Right, um, this idea—the power of the three in one, the Father, Son, and Spirit—it's almost incomprehensible. Um, he's going to say, "Any nobody is going to be left out uh, from this power of God. Uh, it's for anyone. There isn't a, a, a person that we see in, in in our day who's left out by it. it. Doesn't no matter. It doesn't matter what they look like. Their social class. It doesn't matter." Um, if they're cool, or if they're a total dork, it doesn't matter uh, who they are. They're not left out by it. It doesn't matter if they're across the ocean. It doesn't matter if, if they are um, from a place that knows nothing about God. He says they are all, it's available to all. And then he says this is perfect. And by that perfection, his righteousness, which is kind of hand in hand, right? Uh, which, by definition, righteousness is the quality of being morally right, is going to be revealed because of this perfect plan of God, essentially saying that in God there's nothing that anyone can say because He's the ultimate creator of perfection and morals. Okay, so, so we're developing this beautiful image of who God is, um, and this faith in God reveals the righteousness, and we are blessed to see this righteousness so our faith can grow. And then, if you choose to follow it, you can have a life that is full of faith. That was a lot. Um, I hate giving out handouts. I should have given you a handout with that on it. Um, have I ever given a handout in this class? Um, next time. Yeah, when I need to. Um, never. Uh, <laughs> but we think about this concept. It's like, whoa. This verse that seemed really basic on the outside. And when I say basic on the outside, it seems basic because we've heard it a hundred times. This idea of saying, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That is wonderful. I don't need to be ashamed and and do not be ashamed and and have confidence in yourself and have faith and and all this stuff. It's all good. But then we kind of break it down into the entirety of what this is saying. And it's really difficult. And I look at my life and I say, okay, in everything I've done, I've done a terrible job at living. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And it's not that I'm I'm like, like if someone walks up to me and is like, are you a Christian? Yes. I'm not ashamed to tell people that I'm a Christian. If you get on my Twitter, you will immediately see that the first thing people see is 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 a like in my bio it says servant of God. i I'm, I'm not ashamed, but at the same time. When it comes to living this and and treating other people certain ways and and handling certain situations in certain ways and letting the Spirit of God guide me, this gospel that's mentioned here, the deity of God that's mentioned here, the Creator, all three of them, I've done a terrible job at, at letting this. I say infiltrate in a, as a good way. Infiltrate my personal desires in my life. And I think about this, and I, I want to ask you guys because I, I really am curious. Uh, well well first off, I, I want us to go to Philippians chapter four. Philippians four. We're gonna go to another famous verse. We're just hitting on famous verses today, right? Um, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Christ, or I'm not saying the gospel, gotta be careful. You can say Christ if you're reading the New King James. Um, There's merit there as well, but but I just thought it was interesting. Um, But Philippians chapter 4, we're gonna get to another really well known passage um, that is so often taken out of context that it has become um, almost a worthless concept to us as people who hear it just tossed out there all the time. So we're gonna start in verse 10. Paul is once again writing this letter. He's going to say, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned that in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger Abundance and need, and we're about to get to the, the big one that we all hear all the time. Paul's sitting here and saying, In every part of my life, I found contentment. I have found ways. Uh what, what's he say? I know how to be brought, I know how to be trashed on, I know how to be poor, I know how to be to be abound. I, I know all these things. I figured this out, but how does he say he does it in verse 13? How does he handle all the walks of his Christian life? How does he handle not being ashamed, guys? This is is what he's referencing. He's essentially saying right here, I'm not ashamed. God is providing for me. And in verse 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So Paul, why are you not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? This famous verse, why are you not ashamed? It says, grab this other famous verse It's great. Because who's the one who gives me strength? It's Paul." Jesus, it's all Jesus. If I were to ask you guys tonight, if I were to sit down and be like, guys, what I need you to do here is leave here and um and and go do this, like just go be do right, treat people well, um you know, live like a good person and, and do all this, that would be like you would walk out of here and be like. Alright, but as soon as I don't need to be a great person and the end day on the test instead of a C, I'm cheating. Oh yeah, that's great, but but yeah, sure, I'll gossip about that that person because like everyone else is. I'll treat that person like dirt because like everyone else does and they deserve it, probably. See the challenges arise. When we Don't look at this verse and say, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yeah, I can do all things literally my entire life. What defines who I am, it's all through him who strengthens me. It's all through Jesus. Paul had fallen head over heels in love with Jesus to a point where he was going to get his head chopped off, as tradition says, because he had strength in Jesus. He was ruined. Paul's idea on life was ruined because of Jesus Christ, this is where it comes back to us. Everything we've talked about so far, this whole concept of of not being ashamed and and finding righteousness that we talk about here and and living by faith, all these things. Get to a point where we can sit here and, and, and say, yeah, I'm content. Because I'm so in love with Jesus, I'm willing to do anything. I'm, I'm so in love with Jesus and who He is that I don't even have to make a conscious decision. Like, how is the gospel going to impact my, my walk? How can I seek to use the gospel? When we're in love with Jesus, it, 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 we don't have to seek it out. It's there, it's in front of us. Paul is unashamed of the gospel. Because he's crazy in love with the one who wiped away the fact that he killed Christians and tossed them in prison. When we fully realize the beautiful God that we serve and realize that our only strength that we could ever imagine is in the three-in-one God, Father, Spirit, and Son, believe that we, too, will be ruined for Jesus. When I grasp the fact that I fail him over and over and over again, and every single time I fail, it's like I'm sitting there and grabbing the hammer and driving the nail through his hand and hanging him on a cross, and standing in the crowd and chanting, crucify him. And not just that I'm doing it, but that every single one of us in this room, and every single one of us in this world, Is doing that, and Jesus is like, "Yeah, I'll go to the cross for you." We feel the power of God, and that gospel message. I hope that tonight we can leave here and we read. It doesn't have to be when we read. Think about this idea of I'm not ashamed of the gospel. We stop thinking about it as this who this verse for Romans. We stop thinking about this as this fun verse. But realize that the gospel is, 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 yes, it's the good news, but it's more than that. It's the power of God to salvation to every single person in this world who believes that Jesus is the Son of God and puts him on in baptism. Are we going to let that sink into our hearts tonight? We're going to pray i we're going to be dismissed. Um, And and I guess right before I pray, uh, once again, I know I said a lot of things that that seem like you could be like, I have a hard time tracking that. Um, For real, text me with questions if you have questions. I would love to to work with you on some of this stuff. Uh, But let's pray together.